All right, so this is going to be episode 58 of The Informed Catholic. So, my friends, um, I want to start talking about something that is personal to me. As you know, October 7th, um, the the zealot uh, fanatical group known as Hamas... Um, from Gaza, they rule Gaza. Uh, since 2006, the Palestinians of Gaza voted Hamas in. And some um, Hamas terrorists uh, broke through uh, the security of Israel and invaded some kibbutz and um, violence was committed. Uh a massacre was committed, genocide was committed. I'm not going to go into the details. Um, I'm going to try to avoid that. I come from a Palestinian background. My father is Palestinian, was Palestinian. Um, my father's side of his family comes from the West Bank in a town called Al-Ram. My father's side of the family um, is Muslim. Uh I myself um, converted to Catholicism, my mom's religion. My mom's family came from Egypt. She came from a mixed background. Um, she was raised Catholic, not Muslim. My father didn't raise me in the Islamic religion. Although I lived, like I said, a few years with my grandparents who are, who were Muslim in the West Bank. And I um, was exposed to the culture and the religion I've been to the Dome of the Rock. I've been to Bethlehem. I've been to Nazareth. Uh, I've been to Hebron. I've been to Ramallah. I've been to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. I've been to a lot of the holy places. And uh, I have found memories. Um, it's a very different world, very different culture. The last time I went there, times have changed greatly. Um, the Israelis built a big wall. I remember there was, this wall did not exist. You used to be able to see the road that leads to Tel Aviv. <clears throat> there was a lot of security posts. Um, it's a tragedy. I mean, the... The whole situation in the Middle East is a tragedy. The whole um, condition of the Holy Land is a tragedy. The Palestinian condition is a tragedy. Um, I mean, and the hatreds run deep. The anger and the hatred, the resentment runs deep. For the Palestinians, some of them, their hatred and their rage goes so much more deeper and more passionately than that uh, a love for a homeland or, or for peace. I hate to say it. I'm the first one to criticize that, this situation. I'm the first one to criticize uh, the Palestinians and their leadership. It's tragic. What can we say? 
you know. And the Israelis have their sins. I'm not saying the Israelis are innocent. By any means, they're not innocent. And by by no means, they're not innocent. And the Palestinians, they've got as much blood on their hands and as much cri- uh, crimes against humanity as the Palestinians have um, um, uh, blood on their own hands. But for the Palestinian, they choose bad leadership. And I, I'm going to say this. <clears throat> the... The Arab Muslim mindset it, 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 it is so difficult to break. It's so difficult to crack that nut, to to to, to break through that barrier, to to get through um, in reason and logic, because a lot holds them back. One, no one's allowed to step out of line. No one's allowed to say contrary. No one is allowed to think differently. For, for, for the Arab Muslims, we all hate together. We all lie together. We all, um, we go down together. No one's allowed to step aside. No one's allowed to break through. Even for some cases, I hate to say this, but for the for you know, they're Christian Arabs that will you know they're not going to step a, uh, step out of line, especially not against the Muslims. They're outnumbered, by the way. I remember there was um, an Israeli mother who lost her child by a suicide bombing of a of a Palestinian girl. It was a couple of years ago. I can't remember the name. She wanted to meet the mother of that Palestinian suicide bomber. There was a um, an Arab Anglican priest, minister, who was the mediator between the two. She, the Israeli mom, was so... Bewildered, I'll use the word, bewildered and shocked at the, the, the mother of the suicide bomber that she refused to admit her daughter was wrong. She's convinced that her daughter was a martyr, a hero. And she couldn't understand it. She was asked, she, she was like trying to find a way to understand this through the, um, the Anglican priest, the, the Palestinian Anglican priest, to help her understand this. And he, I, I, I'm paraphrasing because it's been a while since I looked at that story. There is no other way. The culture will not let her think or see anything differently. She has to believe it because there is no other choice for her. To, to admit that her daughter did wrong um, is it, 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 it's, it's, a, it's, it's not possible. 
Because that reality, uh, uh, this is me now talking, that reality to admit that there was wrong is not acceptable. It's deep within the culture. It's deep within the psyche of the people. All right. For the Palestinians, there is no other reality but the reality that the Jews have to go. The Israelis have to go. Israel has to go. This is technically mainly within Palestinian Muslim culture. Okay? I'm not saying they're not human. They are human beings. But the collective culture will not accept it. Collectively, it's impossible for them to accept it and believe anything else. Now, for if we this is this is one part of the view, but if you look at the other part, like you know, people there, you know, you got people who will say this goes back thousands and thousands of years, you know, back to the biblical times. That's not true. That 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 is not true. I mean, I'm not saying the Bible isn't real. You know me already by my podcast and my faith in the scriptures. The, the culture, this, the, the, these events historically, let's just stick to the historical point of view. The synopsis of the whole thing. This goes back to the 19th century. Now, say whatever you, say whatever historical um, facts about the land, about Palestine, or about the the historic, I mean, if you want to call it historical Palestine, that is under the British and under the Turks. They say much of the land has been left pharaoh, you know, meaning uncultivated, un, you know, left unkept, a lot of swamps, a lot of um, Everything, there was no farmland, the land was not disciplined, the land was not cultivated correctly, not taken care of. Okay, we can accept that. We can accept that. I'll accept it. And the land itself being called Palestine goes back to the Romans after the Bar Kokhba revolts and the Romans removed the name Judea. Israel and renamed it Palestina, the name, taken from the name of the Philistines, ancient Philistines who occupied Gaza, who were destroyed by the Babylonians. Okay? So centuries went by, the Muslims came in, the Crusader, the Byzantines came in, the, the Byzantines came in, the Muslims came in. The, the Crusaders came, the Turks finally came, and the Turks remained there for a long time. There, there were still Jews there. There were still Jews who lived there. There were still Jews living among Arabs. There were Jews living among Muslims. There were Jews living among, there were Christians there too. But technically the land itself, Palestine, 
was really Palestine, Syria. The Turks came and the Turkish Empire in the 19th century was slowly beginning to rot and collapse and in debt. So um, Westerners and Eastern European Jews came with money. So they came with money. Ottoman Empire needs money. They bought land. They purchased it. They started, and many of them were actually practitioners of Marxism, socialism. So the kibbutz were all kind of like a little Marxist socialist utopia. Um, everybody shared alike. They shared, um, you know, whatever their work, their labor. You know, in time, basically, they started to realize they could not just, you know, I'm guessing some of them might have been not religious, but they began to realize you have to have uh, religious Jews because, I mean, it, would make, it wouldn't make sense for a land of Israel. But anyway, they were living side by side with Muslims, sometimes peacefully, sometimes not. But anyway, in time, as you reach the uh, World War I, and the Ottoman Empire finally collapsed. And the um, I'm just giving you the, the short version of the whole thing. I'm not giving you all the details and everything. That you can look up. The situation uh, World War One. the British took over, the French took over. Then they began to redraw the map of the Middle East. Now, the map of the Middle East, the way you see it now, that was not the way, that was not the Arab understanding of the Middle East. The modern Arab states were recreated, were created by the Europeans, mainly by the British, but by the Europeans. Jordan, there was no state of, there was no nation of Jordan. Uh, Arabia, later on to become Saudi Arabia, separately. Lebanon, Syria, and then what were later on under the British, Palestine. Then, of course, you got North Africa. Um, that was different. That was, I think, under the British, maybe Italians, and the French. The French have control of um, Tunisia, Algeria, Morocco, the Italians had control of Libya for a short time, and the British had control of Egypt. They've had control of Egypt for quite some time from the Turks, even before World War I. Now, that's, this was created by the Europeans, by the Westerners. Now, of course, you know, under the British... Um, Look, I won't, I won't put the blame completely on the British, but let's put the blame on the Europeans. It, it, their view and their attitude about the Arabs was not very good. Okay, they treated them all the same. They didn't look at them very highly. Um, prejudice, racism, you could say it all is always there, but dealing with... 
Jewish settlers from Western Europe, and then you got Arabs, and then you got slowly began to identify themselves as Palestinians. The identity was starting to evolve. It would later on, by the time of 1947, 48, the creation of the Jewish state, and then finally the the identity of those Arabs identifying themselves as Palestinians came out. Um, It was a lot, I think, it was not handled correctly. Rather than looking at it as a biblical prophecy, which I want to stay away from that. I want to get away from that because it doesn't help to discuss this matter. It was not handled well. Okay? A lot of things were beyond control. Okay? I look at it this way. I'd rather pay attention to the Jews who are native to the region rather than pay attention to Western Jews because they took over a lot of this of this situation. They took the wheel and they drove it. Much of the birth of a Jewish state came from Western Jews, came from Zionists. Zionists who, which understandably because of the anti-Semitism of Europe, the anti-Semitism that was arising under uh, slowly Hitler coming over the, over the, you know, over the, in the future, the, the horizon, trying to find the word horizon. That was not, it was not, it was not helping. I, I look at it more, very much more uh, skeptical. I, I look at it more, how a bunch of people from the West came over and took over the destiny of a region along with the Europeans, the French and the British, later on the Americans, and earlier, much earlier, you had a bunch of settlers from Eastern and Western Europe who took over, who came over. And the people of that region were at their mercy. They were at the mercy of the Turks. The Turks were not Arabs. The Turks wanted to make everybody Turkish. The Ottomans said everybody was Ottoman. The Arabs simply said, oh, hell no, we're not, we're not, you know, we're not Turkish. We're Arabs. It didn't help. It didn't help at all. The concept of, you can say, a Palestinian Arab, yeah, you can argue about the historical concept. But regardless was, regardless as anyone will look at it, it was still called Palestine. Regardless if you want to look at the biblical name Judea or Israel, that was not the point. Yes, we, we everybody acknowledges the history. But nobody wanted to acknowledge the, acknowledge the common situation that there were people there living there, regardless if they were there a long time for centuries, which everybody wants to argue. Okay, so there were Jews there. Fine, there were Jews there. 
but many of the ones who took over the political destiny and the situation were not native to that region either. If you want to call to say the Palestinians, the Arabs were not native to that region, fine. Then say, then point out to the people who came from Eastern Europe, they're not native, native to that region. They came from Germany, they came from Russia, they came from Austria, they came from France, they came from Holland, they came from America, they came from Spain, they came from uh, South America. Who Who cares? Who cares? They came with money. They had the upper hand. The Turks were the governors and they were the ones control of the region. And they took the money. I'm not trying to say... I'm not trying to put the blame on, on anybody. I'm just saying everybody was coming in and everybody was adding to the mix. And everybody who was coming into the region were people who came from Western Europe. They came with money and they came with influence and they came with bribes and they and the the situation was just getting worse. But the Arabs who were living there and I'm not just talking about Muslim Arabs. I'm talking about Christian Arabs, Greek Orthodox, Catholic, Armenian, Chaldean, Syriac. Not to mention you also had the native Samaritans who were living there. There were still people who were descendants of the Samaritans. They were living there too. Okay? It, it, the, to point out and say there was no one there who was really native to that region is really obnoxiously insulting. Okay? I I would rather pay attention to the locals who were there, regardless if they, if they were there 100 years or, or if they were there 50 years or if they were there 1,000 years or not. It doesn't matter. But I am very, very... Um, let's say, suspicious of Western influence. Israel is maybe a modern country. It's a modern nation. But if you go there, some parts look like California, some parts look like Florida, some parts look like Los Angeles. It's a modern city. It's a modern Western city. They did a fantastic job. You know, skyscrapers, beautiful highways, beautiful beaches. You wouldn't even think you're in the Middle East. All right? You just wouldn't think that. The situation now, the what it is, is impossible to fix. Okay, it's impossible. You can't turn back the clock. You can't go back to the way things are. That's something that many of the modern, many of the Palestinians today will not accept. For Israel, for the modern state of Israel, there will never be peace. That's never going to happen. Okay, it's never going to happen. It's a modern state. Okay, for the evangelical Christians who are all about prophecy and fulfillment, they want to believe that that the the that that they they're just they're just basically 
tagging along for a ride and they're making things worse. Prophecy and everything else. I mean, I believe in prophecy too. But you know what? It's very different from what they believe. And I'll explain. This modern state of Israel... For the evangelical Christian who wants to believe that it's a sign that Christ is coming. Okay, I too believe Christ is coming. I believe Jesus is coming soon. I I could even agree with you that this could be the last century. We're, we're, we're near the end times that we're slowly coming to that. But not for the same reason or the same theological cl- conclusions that evangelical or Jews for Jesus or messianic Jews would say this is not the kingdom of Israel this is a man made Jewish state okay it's purely man made it's not I mean yes God permits he permits a country a nations to exist good or bad This particular modern state of Israel has the most advanced LGBTQI plus rights, whatever the heck that means. They got transgender. They got sex change operations. They have um, gay um, married same-sex marriage. They have it in the state of Israel. They have abortion. All right, they have abortion. Okay, their modern Supreme Court has Jews and has uh, Arabs, Muslims on it. Okay, so whatever anybody wants to, what you know, whatever these evangelicals want to say, they're full of nonsense. Okay. The, the one thing you'll never hear them bringing this up. They'll never bring this up to anybody. Because they don't want you to think about it. They don't want you to hear it. It might ruin their bread and butter. Because this is their business. So, this modern Jewish state has same-sex marriage has sex change operations, right? Sexual transitioning, sex transitioning. It has, um, you know, they practice all these things. Now they also have abortion. And they also practice contraception, birth control. This is a modern Jewish state. This is not the holy kingdom of Israel. Okay, so let's just stop this nonsense. Okay, let's just stop this nonsense. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they, you know, you know, what their view is. This is not, this is not holy. It's not of God. It's a man-made modern Jewish state that just happens to be the name Israel speaking modern Hebrew and it has immoral practices. So now let's move on from there to what happens if let's say the Dome of the Rock is gone. 
whether it's by an earthquake, whether it's by a missile accidentally, or whether it's blown up, or whatever, however you want to think, uh, say it is. Or let's say it remains there, and they still build a temple. And this is a thing. These evangelical Christians want the temple to be built so badly to usher in the end times so that the Lord Jesus can come. So basically, they want to force the hand of Christ. They want to force the hand of God. Does that, does that sound holy to you? No. If that temple is built, it would be a middle finger to, 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 to God. You'll be spitting in the eyes of God. Because to build that temple and to start animal sacrifices is an abomination in itself. I'm telling you right now. Because Christ our Lord in the upper room gave us his body and blood, soul and divinity. This is the true sacrifice, the sacrifice of the Son of God for the, for, for the remission of sins. These people are out of their mind because they're being ridiculously and they're being blasphemous. So this is, this is the thing. If you if, imagine an animal sacrifices today, I mean, right now we got all these animal rights activists. You think they're gonna? You think they're gonna be happy about it? It's like a nightmare to them. Well, we're gonna have the the the, the slaughter of animals and uh, and the um, bulls and goats and sheep and little baby lambs, maybe even chickens and doves sacrificed and burned at the altar for the forgiveness of, of, of sins, ignoring the fact that the Son of God has brought in uh, you know, a sacri- sacrifice. These people, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't, know, they don't know what they're doing. You can't have that. So we're dealing with some serious, some serious matter here, some serious craziness. We have to we have to we, we, we have to be careful about all this. We have to be careful. Christ is ruler. Christ is everything we need. Anyway, it's just ridiculous. And so now recently this this whole thing happened at the beginning of the Amazonia um not Amazon, I was gonna say Amazonia, the Synod on Synodality in Rome. The Synod on Synodality. And all these bishops wanting to change and channel everything. It's ridiculous and it's sad. Because they want to bring in female deacons, female priests. They want to bring in... They want to, they want to bring in the priests... Um, they want to bring in female deacons, female priests, and they want us to, to accept it. They're wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong and it's sinful. So, 
this is basically the short of it. I just, I don't want to go into any more. It's um, it's painful to watch and it's sad. It breaks my heart. I've seen a, an image on Instagram of a little boy, this Muslim boy, Palestinian boy. His mother's dead, and they took her away. He stood there and he tried to run after her. Image of a little girl. They just pulled her out of the rubble. Her face is all bloody. Her mother was right next to her. Her mother was in total, complete shock. Another one showed two, two, two little Palestinian kids, brother and sister. They lost everyone. They lost everyone. They only have each other now. I've seen images them men were climbing up on the wall because there was a body of a little little child on a ledge from a blown up building in a there was an orthodox church the third orthodox church in Gaza was destroyed 400 parishioners were in it i it's it's just too much. You keep seeing this. It's just too much. Too much to bear and too much to understand. Where it's going to go from next, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. All right. Uh, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let's just say in our Father and three Hail Marys. And, and um, well, well, let's just see what we have time for. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who who, um, trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now, the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild and wicked attacks of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God bless and thank you.